coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Move over, Pikmin, Pokemon, and Bug Snacks. The Ooblets are coming to Switch. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined as I am always joined by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going? It's going great. I mean, surprise Indie World Showcase. Surprise Indie World Showcase. We were going to be doing the ABCs of Square Enix this week. And we were both almost prepared to do it tonight. <laughs> On the cusp of being prepared, Just I would so say. Just so close to being prepared. Um, but no, we're, we are uh, both very prepared, very excited to discuss uh, the Indie World Showcase Nintendo given us about 25 hours notice. At 6 a.m. on Tuesday, they were like, look out for a thing at 7 o'clock on Wednesday. Thanks, Nintendo. <laughs> did you watch Did you watch it at 7? Were you watching it as I did. it live? I did. I did watch it live. Did you watch it with the chat Ooh, on YouTube? No, <laughs> I did not. That's so weird. <laughs> the... I, I do I like to be uh, you know sometimes engaged in a I, I wasn't on our our Discord this morning but I think that'd be a, a fun thing to do in the future. Um, I've been part of like live reactions to directs or whatever, and so that like sort of communal reaction to the thing is fun to me. But you could not pay me to read the chat on one of those <laughs> YouTube things. You couldn't pay. It's me chaos. Be, it goes by too fast. It goes I just by wouldn't too fast, be able yeah. to do it. We're too slow. Speaking of too slow or too fast, my copy of Sonic Forces for the Nintendo Switch, would you like to borrow it? You can certainly try. All you got to do is email us at NintendoCartridgeSociety at gmail.com and give us a mailing address where I can send you my copy of Sonic Forces. You play it for as long as you want, which could be uh, zero minutes and zero seconds, uh, and then you send it back. Um, it could also be more than zero minutes and zero seconds, but it cannot defini definitionally be less than that. Um yeah, I pay for postage both ways. It's a perfect borrowing program. It, you might have a cup, copy of Untitled Goose Game. You may have a copy of Untitled Goose Game in there. There's no controlling the goose. You bring up an interesting point, Patrick, in your segue to that. So, you know, is Sonic too fast? Is Sonic too slow? Or is Sonic just right? Like, in the world of Sonic, is Sonic too fast? What it, uh, for, is Sonic... for whom? For who, what, like, what are the standards here? So, I, you are one of those little rabbits that gets saved, you know, when he sure, hits a, sure. an end goal. You, you're just existing in this world. Right. Are you like, man, I wish that Sonic would slow down. I think, Or are you like, yeah, yeah, that's the right speed for Sonic to be going. I think when you're in danger and you're trapped inside a Robotnik mm, I see thing, where you're, going. you're like, y you should be that fast. Maybe you should even be faster. But I think when you're just like hanging out in Green Hill Zone... And this dude, this blue dude is just like whizzing by. I think you're going to be like, hey, he shouldn't be so fast. I think I, maybe that's just us getting older. I don't think we're getting older. But I, think we're, <laughs> I don't think that's happening. Well, and here's another thing you can do as you ponder 
the rightness of sonic speed is you can leave us a five-star review on apple Podcasts, spotify or anywhere that you get your podcast where you can write stuff we really appreciate it it helps people find the show patrick and i love reading your reviews if you leave us leave us a five-star review on the u.s apple podcast store we can see it and we'd love to give you a shout out if you leave us a review anywhere else we still want to give you that shout out but we can't see it so you got to send us an email hit us up on twitter let us know some way we would love to recognize everybody who's leaving us these great reviews uh you should also while you're leaving us a review join our discord we have we have our own little discord filled with the nintendo cartridge society members everyone who's in there is part of the society so are you if you're listening to this podcast but get in so you can chat with us it's a fun little place where people are having a great conversations about nintendo stuff what we've been playing uh another topic as well <laughs> i mean you listen to i could show. i could i couldn't think of a second example of what we talk about in there but it's a good time if you want to get in there uh dm us on twitter or shoot us an email you know how to do that okay mark dude, let's get into it let's break down the indie world showcase from uh may 11th 2022 <laughs> So like I said, we were given 25 hours notice uh, for, for this thing, and they said it would be uh, about 20 minutes of information about indie games. Um, sort of uncharacteristically, it went kind of over that. Like It was 24 minutes, 51 seconds, which uh, is, you, you may say, Patrick, that's less than five minutes over. That's not that big a deal. But it's uh, like, you know... It, 25% more than the advertised runtime. Mm -hmm. That's, I don't know, that, that, that's pretty long. And uh, w did you feel like this was a satisfying Indie World showcase? I don't know. I don't really know either. Yeah. I have mixed, it just left me feeling weird. And I'll, I think I will tell you why. And I am sad to report that it's, some of it is my own fault. No. I know. I, it <laughs> breaks my heart to even form those words. But when, at the very beginning, yes, when they're talking about what lies ahead in the presentation, and they're like, we have developers from all over the world. Yes. From blah, blah, blah. From blah, blah, blah. From Australia. Oh. My little heart went pitter-patter because I've... I'm really looking forward someday to an update on Sports Story. Which and is the from an Australian studio. Exactly. Golf Story and Sports Story is from uh, developers who are in Australia. So I was like, could it be? Like, is, is it, it possible? Right, right. And it's not. It was not possible. And well, so, so I we, think that was a little disappointing. And we will get into what wasn't in this uh, showcase. Because I think a lot of the things that we were sort of like waiting on um and uh, like all the things that we'd sort of been like calling out as like indie games where we're like where is this um did not get shouted out with the sole exception of card shark which didn't even really get a shout out no it's true it, which, it's in the sizzle reel at the end do you think that because now i'm struggling to remember if we ever get follow-up like if we ever really get like hey here's this thing that we talked about a year ago and now we're gonna do another kind of like yeah this focus is a, presentation on it this is a great point i don't I don't think so. I, don't I think, think so either. I think they just come out, yeah. e even when it's like two or three years later. Yeah, not so. I think when sports story happens, it'll probably just like be in the sizzle reel at the end of one of these indie world showcases or something, or, or not at all. It'll just be its own like video dropped on the Twitter. Yeah, Twitter. Account. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, but so there, there are 20 games that were shown off here. Um, some of those are part of the, the sizzle reel. Um, we are, you know, as, as usual, introduced to two disembodied voices at the beginning that sort of gently rib each other throughout. Um, and I tell you, Mark, I'm done with this tone. I'm done with the tone <laughs> of uh, playfully making fun of each other's like pun usage uh, when it's like those are lines written for them. Like and I don't we don't know these people. So like them making fun of each other. I'm just like I, it's it's like pointlessly mean. <laughs> I think and it's really funny that they're disembodied voices. <laughs> yes. That we have never. Uh, or I feel like my memory is that orig- when these Indie World showcases were first happening and what what is the name of the person Damon Baker? Damon Baker, yeah. Yeah, when he was kind and of like hurt something. Yeah, there was a brief moment. Yeah, where there were like faces to the names, but recently it's just been disembodied voices, and this time they switched out a disembodied voice on us. It used to be previously, right? It was like a, a female disembodied voice and a male disembodied voice, and this right. time it was like two female disembodied voices. And at the beginning, they're like, we're back. And I'm like, I don't think, I think one of you is possibly back. The other one of you, I, right. I think you're new. I think this is new. I mean, I think it's possible that she was saying, we, the Indie World Showcase, is back. <laughs> I think that's I think that's what was happening. You don't think they were trying to pass it off? Like, uh, you like know, they're like, trying to trick like us? Like when they recast characters in sitcoms, and we're just all supposed to pretend like nothing happened? Okay, but if they do that, and Cousin Oliver is now played by a new kid, and he says, we're back, you can assume that he means the Brady Bunch, <laughs> right? And not just him, the actor. I think, it, I, think, I think it's okay. I share, like, the overall concern of, like... Um, I'm not upset. Mark's mad, and I want to <laughs> address it. I don't think it's wrong. <laughs> It's a minor detail, right? Right. But right, I, right. I agree. It's because it, they don't really do this with the Nintendo Directs, right? Like the Nintendo Direct uh, voiceover guy is not like, "Gee whiz, should have seen this one coming." Right. 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 You right. know. Well, and it's just, yeah. I mean that. And that. That's if there were just another voice in there, like zinging him for like, "You said that weird," or you know whatever. There's just something about that where I'm like. No, let's just be on the same side. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know why. I don't know why we need to be like, uh, okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> we got those puns out of the way. Uh. <laughs> These puns that were written for us. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I totally know what you mean. I also am so sympathetic because I know you're like for the voiceover people, for the people doing the presentations. Like, anytime there, it's a little bit awkward. I also think to myself, how would I do that differently? And I know, right? We sound like I total would, goobers. Yeah, it would be so horrendous if I did it. Right. So I'm just like, I mean, do you remember when we uh, we uh, the the first time that we had to record like a promo for um, Campfire, and we were like, "This is what the show is," and you were like, "Here's what the show is," and I was like, "Catch us every whatever," um, and it's just like we recorded it a bunch of times because every time it's like, Ugh. yeah. <laughs> So as much as, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe not in love with the voiceover, the script for the voiceover, whatever, I'm also like, I don't think I could do any better. Like, this is an impossible task. Yeah. We're all going to get through it together. Um, all right, Mark, let's start at the top of the show with Ooblets. I got to tell you. Yeah. This looks super cute. Ooblets, uh, a game that previously came to the Epic Game Store and then Xbox, um, and there was some sort of like hullabaloo about its because uh, it it got the exclu- the ex the uh, Epic Game Store exclusivity, and then like 
early in uh, Kickstarter people or whatever were like mad about it, whatever. That's all ancient history now. So just remember that. Uh, like next time a video game drama like boils up, like we don't even remember that anymore. The in, the um, I am at this point. I feel very disconnected from a lot of what goes on in video games. I shield games you from a lot. Outside <laughs> of, like, my little Nintendo bubble. Mm -hmm. So all of these are, like, new to me. Yeah. Like, Ooblets, totally new to me. I've never seen these little dancing monsters anywhere. I love it. Yeah. Uh, I like how many of them uh, just appear to be vegetables with faces. <laughs> I think that's cool. Feels like a, like a, a very rare development mm, you know developer mm -hmm. like development studio right just put big googly eyes on something uh -huh, but yeah. it works it yeah. really works for these little guys so this is a like village building creature befriending game uh where you manage a farm and collect little dudes uh and it's coming this summer up next was batora lost haven from storm mind games coming this fall it's okay before I get into this, yeah, I also feel like I need to put on one more qualifier to this whole presentation. Again, like the way that I am viewing it, Mark's mad at it. No, I'm not. No, <laughs> I'm not at all. This is this is like mm -hmm. uh, a me baggage, not the show baggage. Like, I feel like the only way I can, my brain works is I look at one of these games and I immediately compare it to another game that I know. Yes. Well, t totally. Whether that's yes. like fair or not. So like, Batora Lost Haven. It's an overhead hack and slash with lots of characters and dialogue, like uh, decision-based, choose the type of hero you will be. I saw this and I was like, oh, this reminds me of Hades. That is the game that I like mapped this onto. So I, at first I also had that uh, reaction because there is uh, a, you know, it, it's got that same sort of like isometric perspective, um, sort of a, a similar distance to the characters too. Um, and there's also like a little bit uh, that they show some of the dialogue between characters and sort of presented the same way as Hades as well. But it's like impossible to tell what the actual moment to moment like gameplay is here. Is it Hades like or is it more uh, like Zelda E or maybe even more Diablo E? Like kind of impossible to say. I, I didn't I could not wrap my head around what the gameplay of this of, of Betora Lost Haven is. And I feel like that is generally true of these indie world showcases in general where you get like a really small snippet just enough to tease you where if you're like that looks really cool i'm gonna go do more research to figure out what this is because you have to do that second step right yeah you absolutely do well and it's it's just like interesting the little bits of information that they pull out right where they because they they mentioned uh during this batora trailer that they were like you'll have to balance your physical abilities with your mental ones and like then there was like some other like f clause after it being like uh and the balance you know whatever changes something um and it's just like do i know what that means do i know what how 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 is how does that inform my gameplay experience yeah, with this I, thing i think it's i think it's designed as like a teaser right sure. so like everything is just meant it's to all bait. it's all bait. it's all to like intrigue yeah. you to be like oh i want to go learn more about this but it does make me wonder about how indie worlds and i would be fascinated to know how indie world showcases are created in general because how are the how are the games chosen mm -hmm. how are the developers providing like gameplay and talking points to nintendo who is scripting them and then maybe running it by, you know, like the developers for, you know, final thoughts or something. Or 
is Nintendo kind of taking all of that on with the pre with the presenters? How much coaching are they being given, or yeah, how yeah, much yeah. of it is just like you have thirty seconds to sell your game? And like, I'm sure Nintendo offers insight one way or the other, but yeah, the how these things come together, I would be so interested to know. Yeah, which is also like why having the personalities of Damon Baker or Kurt whoever's name I can't remember um, like at the front of them being like, these are our indie uh, partners that feels more like, okay, this is the dude who put this together. Right. This is the, whether it's true or not, whether it's true it or does not feel like yeah. curated, but yeah, for sure. And you know, we, we just had a conversation on Tuesday about like how we need to be wary of that, like friend in a suit who's telling us that all the games are going to be fun. Um, but there's still something a little bit more like cohesive about that to me. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the next game here, third game in the showcase, Alekhead, which is coming out this summer. This is from a one-man development team, um, and it's a sort of uh, 2D pixel-based puzzle platformer um, where you are a little like robot with a battery for a head, and when you uh, touch surfaces, you complete circuits and can solve puzzles that way. To me, it looked like a little bit of a combination between Chibi Robo and Box Boy. Um, with a really like stark, you know, two yeah, color with, aesthetic. Yeah, yeah, that those. Uh, I thought the same with like a cave story almost mm -hmm. aesthetic, but even more desaturated. Yeah, totally. But like the soundtrack kind of reminded me of it. It looked cool. This looked like totally something that I would pick up, like oh, that I'd be yeah. into. No, I mean one hundred percent. I'm getting this game when it comes out this summer. Um, it it seems really cool. Um, and even if it's not like super long or whatever, um, the the developer, the the uh, one man team that developed this, um, said that it was based on a like game demo that he made as part of a game jam in college, um, and the prompt was uh, flow. So like the whole thing is just about having uh, that sort of like reward moment over and over again, uh, and just experiencing uh, a cool game mechanic, which is all I want out of a game. Up next was Soundfall from Drastic Games, available yesterday, so available right now. It's an action game where you fight to the beat, a rhythm-based dungeon crawler. Um, kind of aesthetically, the or maybe not aesthetically, but the combat looks similar to but what we just saw in Batora. Which, again, we don't fully understand. <laughs> right. But it has th some anime-looking cutscenes, uh, co-op up to four locally or online. The levels are dynamically generated from the music. And there's 140 tracks, seemingly like licensed tracks, Yes, but like it doesn't seem like it's uh like real mainstream music. It seems like it's going for a very specific sort of uh, like electronica. I really liked the song that's like it's playing at the beginning yeah, of the trailer. Too. I thought it was really, really good. Again, just the way that my mind is like mapping all of these. This one, I was like, oh, this is like a Crypt of the Necro Dancer type thing. See, but it seems way less restrictive than uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer. Because Necrodancer is like, you can literally only move on each beat. And I couldn't, like, I could not wrap my, I played yeah. the demo for it. Or maybe it was for the... the for Cadence of Hyrule. Cadence of Hyrule. And I couldn't wrap my head around it. Yeah, it was tough. Um, but this seemed more like uh, the, the rhythm part of it um, was like you do extra damage when you act in time with the music. Um, and not, so like you could still, you know, you could ignore the music and just like play whatever, but you deal more damage and you're more effective at the game 
when you are like on the beats. This one looked kind of fun. It did look fun. Well, you know, when they 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 called their co-op band mode um, and like, yeah, I want to go in with a band and like uh, play things in, in time. Like that's one of the best parts of like um, Rock Band or Guitar Hero or Donkey Konga uh, Reggie, which is a good game and you were wrong to hate it. Um, that like when you can do those with other people and you are feeling the beat together, like that's a, a semi magical like experience. It could be like yeah. really fun. The part in the trailer that sold me is when it's like one of the uh, anime looking cutscenes, but you know, someone, uh, there's a person in there fighting and then another one drops down with like the shield part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, ooh, yeah, ooh, set yeah. to like the music. This could be really cool. Um, so that'll be a fun one to check out. I guess, suppose we could be yeah, checking it out right now. now. It's, it's available now. Next is Wild Frost from Deadpan Games, uh, which is available this holiday. Uh, it's a card game of some kind. Um, it's all. I do card games ever show well to you? Are you I, into card? I'm games? I'm not. Okay. I'm not into card games. So be, a lot of times when they show up in any sort of you know showcase or direct, my my mind begins to wander. Yeah, yeah. Because I already know like oh this is not one that I'm going to pick up. Right. Um. There does seem to be a little bit of a town building slash exploration component here, um, connected to your successes. I and like failures the aesthetic of it. The aesthetic is neat. Uh, it also it seems a little on the silly side. Like some of the cards had. Uh, kind of jokey names, uh, which is fun. Uh, so many, I feel like every other card game is like so kind of like serious or I don't know. I, I just think about like Hearthstone or Magic or whatever um, and everything is just uh, de deadly serious. These seem like jokes. Up next was Totally Accurate Battle Simulator or Tabs for short from Landfall Games coming to Switch this summer. Uh, it seems like it has been around maybe from a kickstarter or early access from like 2016 that's right um but is making its way to switch so they talk a lot about how wobbly wobbly that's is is the is the word yeah, of the like yeah the physics the characters wobbly gets tossed around a lot which mm. i mean accurate right so the the game itself appears to be like a battle simulator they said it was a fighting game but like that does not fit my definition of fighting game but it's so, so it appears to be like soldiers either like knights or vikings or cavemen you can like customize you can them customize seemingly. them yeah well and there must be some you know built into it too um but and they said they control up to 100 characters um so it seems like it's almost a uh, Muso simulator. I don't. I do, do. you think you control the individual characters like while they're on the battlefield? It doesn't seem like you control the individual ones. Maybe you control them as like a group. I kind of got, um, like Octodad, yeah, out of it because the physics are purposefully kind of like wonky or like Goat Simulator. Yeah, it's like yeah. you're trying to control the blow up, um, like dancing orange cloth things that are in front of. You know, like a Halloween store that's going out of or business a car or dealership, yeah, yeah, like a car dealership that is thriving. <laughs> uh, yeah, th this is coming out um, this summer. This is one where, if listener, if you have experienced tabs on a different platform, I'd be really interested to know your experience with it. Mm -hmm. uh, up next was Gunbrella. Uh, from a studio called Doinksoft, and I just I gotta give a shout out to Doinksoft. It's the most Devolver Digital game. Oh yeah, that Devolver Digital has ever published. 
uh, yeah, I mean, totally, because it's it's uh, you you play as like a hard scrabble noir uh, outdoorsman in like a pixel art world. Yeah, that's like a noir whatever. Um, and your weapon is a gun that's an umbrella, but you're not the penguin from Batman, <laughs> so don't think that. I know you think gun that's an umbrella, and you think the penguin from Batman, but that's not what this is. Promises dark twists and turns. Uh, yeah. I think that this looks really good. It looks awesome. This is very Katana Zero to me. That's where my mind went. Right. And um, I loved Katana Zero. Uh, my mind also went to uh, Shovel Knight because it, it you know focuses on the uh, traversal and attacks that this one unique weapon gives you. In that game, obviously, it was the shovel. In this game, it is an umbrella that is also a gun. But and you're I know not the penguin. You, I know you hear gun and umbrella and immediately go to the penguin. Yeah, yeah. Up next was We Are OFK. Sorry, uh, Gumbrella doesn't come out until 2023. Oh, yes. I think that's the only game that uh, did not get a release window of this year. We will, okay, we need to make a mental note. Patrick, let's look each other in the eye and promise. Yes. We need to remember if Gumbrella ever shows up again before it's released. Perfect, because there there will be enough time between now and Gumbrella's release that there will be another Indie World Showcase. Right. Right. Mark, look me in the eye. We got to remember this. We have to remember. Does the name Gunbrella, and we will get to We Are OFK, um, does the name Gunbrella, um, it, it, trips, uh, it trips over my tongue and over my ears a little bit because when you say Umbrella, um, the... Emphasis is on the second syllable, right? You don't emphasize the the um of umbrella. You say umbrella. But when you say gunbrella, you really have to say gunbrella. You have to mm-hmm. emphasize the first syllable. Otherwise, like, it just sort of gets umbrella. lost. <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> and they say it that way a couple times. They sort of go back and forth. Um, it hurt my mouth to do that. Yeah. To try to, like, not emphasize the gun. In- yeah umbrella (laughs) next up is uh we are ofk which is coming out on switch this summer this was uh, previously revealed in uh, on in a playstation showcase and it may already be available on playstation i'm not super tuned into this this is a musical biopic game uh, a sort of making the band journey um and uh, mark and i had a little conversation uh is ofk a real band so I did a little bit of research. Okay, here we go. And this is what I can figure. So one of the designer, or the designer, I'm not sure, of Hyperlight Drifter, mm-hmm. this is their like next game. And from what I can tell, it is a real band. It uh, formed for the purpose of this game. Gotcha. So with each chapter, because they talk about there being multiple chapters, there's a new single that goes along with it. So I think it's, but like there is a, um, so they performed at the Game Awards in 2020, I think, OFK did. Okay. But by performed, I mean, I think it's like a gorillas type situation where they are all animated avatars. Like the members of the band are animated avatars. And so, yes, it is a real band, but it seemingly exists for the purpose of this game. Right. So, uh, and also uh, they're only a real band in so much as gorillas is a real band. It's not just. Like, well, I don't know how far the metaphor goes. I understand. I like, understand. you know, like, uh, I was thinking more just like the animated avatars of gorillas. Right. Um, I, 
yeah. I'm but I mean, sure. like, Gorillaz is still the dude from Blur, right? Like, <laughs> still, like, someone behind it. I assume that there's still, uh, like, a, a sing- singular creative force or, like, a, a small group of people. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that, that was the distinction I'm making. I don't, I'm, I think it's, like, a collective of people, not necessarily just, like, one person working with. Sure. Like, guest artists. But that's, like, what a band is. <laughs> Um, but but like, let's really parse the let's definition really of band. Get, let's really get into it. No, but I, I think uh, the uh, the point that I'm driving at here is that it is a different uh, a different sonic landscape than Soundfall, which appears to be using music from a lot of different groups. Um, that we are OFK is uh, trying to unite behind like a single voice. Um, but the uh, the game part of this uh, seems to be like a uh, narrative texty adventure. Um, with you know f- uh, fully voiced scenes and and stuff, I don't know. It it seems kind of cool. What 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 did what did you make of We Are OFK? I thought it looked really cool. I think the idea sounds really interesting. Um, like you're saying, I don't know if this is already out on PlayStation or not, but uh, it seems like a really interesting experiment. Like I want almost want to check it out just for that reason. You know what I mean? Yeah, just to like wrap your head around what's well, actually happening, especially because it's like chapters. So right, you seemingly could easily get just play one chapter if they're you know if you can buy it chapter by chapter and just kind of like see what it's like without having to commit to the whole experience right right right. i mean yeah we'll 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 have to investigate that um and it's not coming out till this summer i think it must not be out on playstation um because there's we we checked in, in in my limited research to see if uh ofk is a real band I went to Apple Music. They have one single up there now. Presumably, if they had been uh, releasing new episodes That's right. weekly or new adventures weekly, that there would be more singles up there. I wonder point. if it's this follow-unfollow song that was premiered at the Game Awards. Yes, that's right. Okay. Um, that That is exactly what it is. Also, it's a game that takes place in uh, L.A., uh, and you, know, you and I are suckers for that. Yeah. Right? That's not the reason that we liked Murdered by Numbers. <laughs> it's not not the reason, though. Also, downtown L.A. Not very many games set there. Yeah, that's, yes, that is true. Uh, LA Probably Noir. hanging out in like the arts district. Probably, yeah. It, it, it was All that construction in L- Little Tokyo. <laughs> Probably a big plot point in this. Uh, the game was like uh, you have to balance her, uh, her day job uh, and uh, an awful commute um, and... Uh, you know the a third thing um but like the commute from downtown la to like where are you going like the west side i guess that's bad but like yeah. i don't know is she performing at venues in 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 uh in on, on the west side i uh, maybe maybe that's the hook mm, is that you really gotta like master the 405 that, no that i'm saying that's how we talked about hooks you know to get people to re- look into the game more i feel like this oh, is I the see, hook see. for yes. you. Yeah. It's just like, what commute are we talking about? What's the commute? I you, just want to know. You want to talk freeways with OFK. Well, or like, is she taking the gold line? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Up next is Silt from Spiral Circus, available next month in June. It's like a side-swimming adventure with, uh, they call it an unsettling monochrome world. <laughs> you can um, possess sea creatures to help you through your exploration. It uh, kind kind of gives me a little bit of like Tim Burton hand drawn illustration vibes. Mm, a little bit of the like, uh, um, Limbo. Yes. Or yeah. uh, insides like the, the, that sort of vibe, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, underwater. Um, yeah, and the like 
the underwateriness, uh, you know, sometimes it felt very um, like the natural underwater world, but other times it's like strange glyphs and like ruins and right. stuff. Um, so like the game's definitely got a cool aesthetic. I feel like every couple years, maybe even every year, there's some sort of like underwater exploration game that has a cool art style that is like kind of stark and animated like this. And I never play any of them. And there's always like a big monster, a big sea monster with mm-hmm. giant teeth, um, which we definitely got in, in this trailer. Uh, so I'm sorry to say I'm like obligated to not try it. Even though their sound designer had a fish tank in their studio. Even though, yeah. This is one of the things that the, the developers call out um, in, in their sort of like introduction of the game is that the sound designer had a fish tank installed in this studio so he could record underwater noises. Mind you, this is before they showed what the game was. So like, you don't actually know why they would need underwater noises. It's a strange, the, the sequencing of information that they deliver just uh, felt odd. Up next was Mini Motorways from Dinosaur Polo Club. Uh, out now it's a puzzle game where you lay roadways out on a map to keep things moving and congestion down and as the city expands like the better job you do you seemingly need to kind of like start rerouting things because there's too many people on the streets now i gotta say aesthetically pleasing yes um there's something very clean about this design the roads are all just like white lines. Uh, it, it, it also looks like you draw a line and it's like, oh, there's like this little extra thing over here. Don't worry about that. We just get rid of it. Mm-hmm. It like it's just it's designed to uh, like help you succeed. Um, they say it's based on real cities. I'm not sure I know what that means. Well, probably like there's an L.A. like city that you have to figure out how what's the most efficient way to get people to take the around, gold line. <laughs> around L.A., which will be very different from like. One based on London or, you know, like Tokyo or something. Yeah. Uh, Next up is Wayward Strand from uh, Ghost Pattern. This is available July 21st. And this is where my heart dropped because as soon as they were like set in 1970s rural Australia, I was like, oh, we're not not getting getting sports. This is the Australia developed one. Uh, But this game looks cool. It does look cool. Um, So this you follow a teen journalist named Casey who is at a hospital um, and the stories in this hospital unfold in real time. And also the hospital's an airship. Is that right? Am I, I remembering that right? I, I There's something happening. Yeah. I mean, like the, the setting is, is a little bit strange. It's all presented in like sort of a side scrolling uh, presentation. Um, and yeah, so the, the stories are happening in real time. So you can presumably miss something while you're off, like catching someone else's story and you can participate in the stories or just sort of like hang back and, and watch them. Uh, that you have like a little notebook to keep track of people's stories, which gave me real Majora's Mask vibes. Um, it, the art is appealing. I don't know. This this one seems really cool. Yeah, it seems really interesting. Up next was Cults of the Lamb from Massive Monster, available sometime this year. It's random generated dungeon crawler like action adventure game. The framing the story is that. A you're a possessed lamb saved by a stranger from a ritual sacrifice. And so you now have to repay the debt by gathering uh, people to join this like cult or community of worshipers. Do you remember uh, back in the 80s when Nintendo used to scrub all of their games of religious <laughs> references? And then there's this game called Cult of the Lamb. <laughs> we have to become some lamb god. <laughs> uh, what do you think of this one? Um... I the art's kind of cute. I like this like 
the story made me laugh, like mm-hmm. the little snippet that we got. But um, a randomly generated dungeon crawler is not usually totally. my thing. Yeah. Uh, up next is another crab's treasure um, from Agro Crab, which is this is their second game. Uh, oh, this is another one that is also coming out in 2023. Um, there's some real. Uh, we're going to introduce you to the Inklings uh, Squid Research Lab uh, kind of vibes to this presentation. It is a Souls-like, or at least they're touting it as a Souls-like. Scratch that, shells-like. Um, and yeah, you control a crab. Um, the developers talked about how a crab is a natural like video game uh, protagonist. He sh- he strafes from side to side. He's got weapons. He's got a weak point. Um, yeah, it's a. Uh, this is one where the the puns, uh, the the crab puns, and the sort of gentle antagonism between the hosts was just a little too much for me. I thought the the um, presentation from the developers was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now we get into that was it that's that's the main that's like the main and this is where i feel like it seemed like a little bit of a strange showcase because we ended on the sizzle reel where usually i feel like the sizzle reel is teeing up the one last thing is teeing up oxen free too but we didn't get a one last thing this time it was just like here's the sizzle reel bye see you later Uh, Mark, what do we got on this is a real? Let's just go back and forth here. Starts with One Shot World Machine Adventure, which is a pixel art adventure game. Uh, then Gibbon Beyond the Trees. You're uh, a monkey uh, swinging around. Um, it's out today. Idol Manager out August 25th, which is kind of what it sounds like. It's like a uh, management sim for an idol group. I actually thought that that's a really funny idea. Yeah. And um, I like the way it looked. Uh, Card Shark, Card Shark, uh, seen in a previous Nintendo Indie World Showcase, uh, is out uh, June 2nd. Pre-order and demo are available now. They don't actually say, like, I'm excited for this game. Yeah, me too. Uh, this looks cool. It checks all those indie game boxes, like, like weird gameplay, presumably, cool art style. Some sort of esoteric thing at uh, the center of uh-huh. it. Yeah. Um, but they don't, in the presentation itself, they didn't say when it came out, but uh, had to do a little research afterwards. June 2nd. So close. Yeah. Uh, are, are you going to download the demo? Do you think you'll check yeah, it out? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to check it out. After that was Cursed to Golf, which is coming out this summer. Uh, this looks really fun. Yeah. It's, so it's like a 2D golf game. Um, and But like uh, you, either the ball has magical properties that like freezes water so then it like kind of skates over it you can make portals um yeah this one seemed uh, really really rad uh then the guidebook of Babel available this fall it's already out on steam i don't know what this is yeah uh and then finally was opus echo of star song full bloom edition which is out now it's a cinematic platformer a la flashback yeah it got it, it made me think of uh the the game flashback or like blackthorn or one of those oh, uh-huh. uh, uh games from 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 a long time ago and then that's it that's the end of the uh sizzle reel as you say no more one more thing no more thing mark um let's evaluate what we have here uh and then let's get into what we uh what what, what we thought we might have seen that we that we didn't see um Overall, now that we've been through it one more time, uh, do you feel that you are satisfied by this Indie World Showcase? I think there's a handful of games in here that I am interested in, that I want to look into more, which that seems like a successful Indie World to me. 
Uh, but for some reason, it just felt weird. It just felt weird. I'm gonna have to agree with you. Um, are we are we gonna get into ooblets? Does that seem like a thing that we're gonna get into? I don't know. I still have. I mean, one of those things is a little mushroom. I still got Dragon Quest Eleven S Echoes of Elusive Age Definitive Edition for the Nintendo Switch. It's kind of like blocking the channel right now. Right, right, right. And so uh, I feel like I gotta clear that out before I have room in my heart for ooblets. Um, all right, fair enough. Um, I'm the game I'm most excited about on here is Gunbrella. Um, but it doesn't come out till next year. Yeah, but which we, we have promised ourselves that we are going to remember. Yes, look me in the eye. Only <laughs> so that way when it never shows up again, but it comes up in new releases. Right. Then we'll know not to expect, you know, Hollow Knight Silk Song to pop up in one of these things. Right, or, or sports story. Right. Uh, Mark, is now the point when we talk about what we didn't see? Yes. Have we already done that? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, there's still some that from previous Indie World showcases that I'm ex- interested in and waiting to hear more on, like, Bear and Breakfast. Yep. Um, which, at this point, it's probably been two years since it, you know, we saw it. At 18 or a year at least. Yep. But, and I... Th- I have a vague memory that the developer said that, you know, like it was delayed or taking longer than expected. But now that we've, now that we've determined that I don't think we should expect games that were previously announced to ever show up in these again, maybe we weren't missing anything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess, well, right. Because if we know, you know what? We were missing something. Them's fighting herds. Oh, that's right. You That's one that you were excited about. That's for. one I was very excited about and had gotten a uh, rating on Switch in some territory. I can't remember which. Uh, and so I was very hopeful that it would appear uh, in this showcase, but uh, it didn't. Um, I mentioned Oxenfree 2 is another one that uh, had been previously revealed. Not here. Uh, Hollow Knight Silk Song, the running joke of when is that game going to... Again, we saw this thing at E3 2019. The, the, that's the last domino, right? Like everything else, Star Did, Wars came out. Yeah, that's right. Wow. For a long time, I like, for, I forgot that it was a D three. Yeah, it was like it was playable in the, like the Nintendo booth. We didn't play it though. Um, what was was there anything else that uh, you thought maybe we were going to see that uh, didn't get a, a showing here? Not really. I feel like Nintendo's done a really good job of training me on Indie World showcases where it's going to be, you know, like 20 games that I've never heard of before. But maybe if I was more tapped into other video games, I would have heard of them. But all of this, there was not a single game on here that I was familiar with. Uh, except previously. for Card Shark, of course. Uh, yes, of course. Uh, for Card because Shark. we are excited. Look, we as a podcast, we're excited about Card Shark. Yes. Um, I'm going to download this demo and... Uh, play it there uh, were, were there other uh demos um touted here or just just that one card track was the only one i clocked yeah me me too all right um and uh, a handful of games that were were out today right so like soundfall um mini motorways maybe those are the only two felt like there were more Felt like there, there. It always feels like there are more, but um, maybe not. Maybe not. Um, all right, Mark. Uh, that was the Indie World Showcase. Let's close this out. Boy, here we go. Here we go, Mark. Let's close this out. Ah. <sighs>
Oh, boy. Um, what did you think of the Indie World Showcase, listener? You can write into us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com and tell us if there was something on here that we were giving uh, too little credit to, too much credit to, um, a missing indie game that we didn't shout out at all. We would love to hear about it. That's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple or follow us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any place where you can do any of those kinds of things. We appreciate it when you do. You can also share it on Facebook or Twitter or any social media platform. Uh, we uh, That's a good way for people to find the show is they uh, listen to people that they trust when they say, hey, check out this podcast. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell. And the show is at Nin Cart Society. We also have a Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Get on the Discord. Anthony DeLuca made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape Betty. You can get more of his music by going to apebetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying thank you for listening. 